to a brand new edition of The Call. It is a Baltimore Ravens podcast where we talk anything and everything. Ba- oh, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, one second. I got a tweet here. Uh, it's from Josh, actually, at ItalianGQ52, and it says, A letter to my fans. I want to thank you all for the love and support and listening to The Call, but I have requested a trade as of March 2nd. Can you believe that guy? He wants to leave the podcast. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Joining me as always, talk all about it. My buddy Josh, what's going on, man? I'm trying to get everybody's heart rate up even higher because it seems like people are going a little nuts over you, this Lamar news. You got me because I'm thinking like something else broke. Like as soon as you <laughs> said, I picked up my phone, I was refreshing, and I was like, did something else happen while we're live on air, which would have been great. Um, you got me at least. So no, it is not me requesting a trade, nor me negotiating my value or salary, because look. Like Brandon always says at the end of the show, we do this show for free. Yes, we would love to get paid for it one day. We're working on that. Hey, got to capitalize on some value of it. But we give it to you guys for free. We want to capitalize on it. But what's not being capitalized on is Lamar and his value in his eyes versus the Ravens in their eyes. And, oh, boy, happy Monday to Ravens flock. What just broke this morning was um, it's probably something we already maybe knew. Right. But now that it's been made official, and this is pretty much just dubbed the Lamar Jackson experience, but for, forget that, the Lamar Jackson reality show as we know it. This is reality TV at its finest. What what other drama-filled information can we insert in this situation? Break it all down, bro. So obviously, about almost 11 o'clock Eastern time, news broke, Lamar tweets. And we're going to – that's significant. We'll talk about that after you, you we break will. this down. We will. Break that down. He tweets out this whole – what two, three, four paragraph thread, pretty much basically. I'm not going to waste time reading it, it's out there, but pretty much it was kind of like a letter to fans, kind of like it was weird. It was like bittersweet, like, like almost like a like a goodbye. Like, and then they and then he interjects with like, you know, Baltimore, Maryland fans, you'll see me again, or something like that. And then all of a sudden, and then he says in like the sub tweet, the second one, like, I want to make it known that I've requested a trade from the Ravens, made it known as a March 2nd. Keep in mind the date of that. That was before, excuse me, that was before the franchise tag was even applied to Lamar Jackson. We talked about timing here. Yeah, here it is. I got it. Letter to my fans. He says, I want to first off thank you for all, I'll read it. Why not, right? <laughs> uh, for all those who haven't heard it. I want to thank you all for all the love and support. You constantly showed me towards you know, all of you are amazing, and I appreciate you all so much. I want to let you know, all know not to believe everything you read about me. <laughs> let me personally answer your questions. In regards to my future plans, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization, for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value. And everyone that's met, that has met or had been around me, know I love the game of football. My dream is to help a team. With this, with win a Super Bowl, you are all great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I come, 
or how far I go or where my career takes me, I always continue to be close to my fans, Baltimore Flock Nation, and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. Now, keep going. <clears throat> Read the next one. Read the next uh, tweet, because that's the one that everyone's leaving out and I'm most intrigued by. Is it the one that he says, trust? Let's yes. Stay- yes. He says, trust, but disease. Let's stay connected and subscribe to my fan page. Fans, and, and we don't we don't need to give that uh, out. We're we're, oh. we're not working. We're not working for Lamar. We don't okay. need to give that just, out. Okay. But the dude is saying, "I want to be connected to my fans as long as you're paying to stay connected with me." Okay, what is he selling picks on OnlyFans? What the hell? <laughs> Brandon's mad. Brandon's mad. <laughs> um, tell us how you really right. I mean, now now we got it's wow. Um. First off, the timing, March 2nd, he says he requested the trade first news. So apparently that was held out. That could maybe lean to why the Ravens went non-exclusive because apparently the Ravens already knew this news. They're like, okay, you want to trade? That probably didn't give the Ravens enough time in between the time the deadline was because remember that was days before the deadline, right? right. March 2nd is five days, five calendar days, but the weekend threw it in there. So you look at it that way. The Ravens may have not found a trade partner in that time frame, so they were kind of like, you know what? We're going to throw a non-exclusive on you. You can go get your contract, and we'll find a trade partner in lieu of, okay, we don't match. We're just going to get two first-rounders as compensation. And then we know the whole saga, right? Goes out there, no team bites. Interesting, right? Then think about what the timing of this morning. Apparently at 7.45 – Pacific time in Arizona, John Harbaugh had, there was a, there was an AFC coaches meeting apparently out there in in Phoenix, Arizona. John Harbaugh speaks just before 11 a.m. Eastern time. And what happened? That send button on those tweets and that thread happened the exact same time Harbaugh was in front of media. Harbaugh really didn't know anything about it. Obviously I watched the press conference. His demeanor was far different than obviously from those five or so games that he missed this past year. You can see it. Harbaugh was jovial, but it was kind of like, and I tweeted it out, Harbaugh read the room. Right. But it was like, and I know he didn't know, but it's like, dude, you and the Ravens brace probably already knew he requested this trade. So like, yeah. And, and regarding the tweets, he didn't know about it, but it's kind of like him to kind of in the same talk, say that like, Oh, well, he's going to be a part of our plans. And he's our, come, come on, Harps cut to the chiefs, read the room. Like, this is fractured. This is done. Lamar, it, it, dude, it's done. They got to move on. Uh, but what did you think about the timing this morning? Getting back to that. Someone here thought, what did you think about the timing and how this all went down today? I think before that send button was hit, there was a chance that like Lamar could salvage his relationship with the Ravens and the fan base. You know, Josh and I recorded this great podcast last week, and it was it was one of the best ones I think we've ever done. But I we we decided we cut about twenty minutes out of that show where we discussed the Lamar situation because we were like, you know what, it's just speculation. It doesn't really make sense. Like let's not um, let's not let's not worry about it right now. It, it's whatever. Let's let's focus on the good stuff on this interview that we had, and we decided to just cut that out. Because a lot of it was, has Lamar lost the fan base? Has he lost? Has he drug it through the mud? He tweets this at at ten forty eight, as Harbaugh is getting a press conference done, and he's in front of microphones. Lamar set up an ambush, pretty much. 
of Harbaugh. And that's dirty, man. That's really dirty. Dirty games. Dirty games. And that's, you know, Harbaugh said he's not a Twitter guy. He hasn't seen the tweets. Uh, Nestor Aparicio from WNST said that's a lie, that Harbaugh is very active in the uh, Twitter game. So I I don't know. I I really don't know what to believe here. But I I was a little worried last week that if Lamar were to come back, if he were to get all this money after losing Calais Campbell and and how it was going to affect the locker room and how it was going to affect the fan base, would the fan base be opening up with open arms if he were to come back? This might be the final nail in the coffin. If you know, it, it really is. You want to hammer it? Here. <laughs> Let's hammer it. Here, no, table pounds. Table there- pounds. I am taking absolutely nothing away from Lamar. He is a great talent. He really is. On that field, he is one of the best we have ever seen. But Baltimore is like a blue-collar town. You you know, it used to be about like working for your money and 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 being proud of where you came from and everything. I think the people of Baltimore feel like this is a slap in the face. You know, it was 2 weeks ago that Lam- they came out that Lamar was offered 133 million guaranteed. Uh, three-year deal it was the second most around the NFL and he turned them down I think there were a lot of Baltimore Raven fans at least locally here that read that and they were like that's a fair deal why didn't he take that now to ambush your head coach a guy that you were supposed to have a good relationship with and also people it's fresh in their minds that he no-showed the game uh, against Cincinnati in Cincinnati what was that back in January he wasn't there on the sidelines rooting on his team I think there is a ton of bad blood that we don't know about. I think we're seeing it now, but I think there's a ton of bad blood between Lamar, between the front office, and I think there's a huge amount of bad blood between Lamar and the fan base now. Oh, for sure. I mean, we've been seeing a building for days, weeks, months. I mean, and if it, if it's not at an all-time high with fans being fed up and the blood boil, this is it, man. I mean – how many times have we talked about this since then? And every time it's each time, it's like, Brandon, I see more and more fans jumping on that. Now, I want to say jumping on the bandwagon. He's more jumping on that side, right? Me included, remember? I was like, I was Lamar fan number one. Now I'm kind of like, remember, it was like everything that kept getting revealed and things are going on. I was like, you know what? I'm not this corner anymore, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm seeing the light. And, you know, I talked about it to our friend this morning, Mike, right? He was like, I've been, he's been steady since day one and on the phone. And I kind of just said, you were right. Like there's been certain people since day one called him out and was like, nope, it ain't the guy. And, you know, and, you know, folks, you know, when he came in the, the, to the fold, right. It was something new and fresh. Cause I remember being in the stands with Lamar took over for Joe first reaction out of fans. This is exciting. This is new. Like, we didn't see this before. He's electric. He's dynamic. Then just, just everything just plays out before itself. Now it's the same folks that are crying. He was electric and this is exciting. Get rid of him. I'm over him. He's self. You're seeing a whole 180 on everything. And yeah. um, fans and, right and, and fans yeah. are fans are fickle. We all know that. It's really what have you done for me lately? Fans are fickle. I'm not putting them put anything past the fans, but well, fans. you know, fans are easy, can easily forget how good they had it at some point. 
well, we're about to find out how bad we're going to have it because, uh, oh boy. Be, now, here's the here's the other side. We can sit here and talk about this all day long. We already know what's happening. Request a trade. Now he's made that known. Mm-hmm. And now it's all blown out in the proportion. It's in the public eye now. It's in the media. Everybody's going to dissect this for all week now and, and digest it. What do they do with that? Because they've already let the non-exclusive franchise tag on him. Apparently, he's under contract. He hasn't signed that um, tender as far as I know is concerned. The Ravens placed it. Now, the other thing is, did he sign it? And he has up until, I think, later this year to sign that. I think it's July 17th, if I'm not mistaken. I've heard all kinds of dates. I have to look back in that. I've heard July, and I've heard, like, mid-season, like October. I don't even know what the truth, but it's out there. I know we've touched on that before, but I digress. The problem is, is now with him being able to go find suitors for a deal, one hasn't happened yet. Now that he's made it known that apparently he requested a trade March 2nd, what do the Ravens do? What happens now? The Ravens now have to find, maybe reopen the window negotiations to find a trade partner. But like, number one, what's that look like? Who is that? Like, again, but to the point. He was let to go find a deal and no team. I know you saw the teams. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not touching him. So now what? What what's the why, play here? Why go public with that? Because like Marquise, why now? Marquise yeah. Brown was mm-hmm. requested a trade. We were talking about it that like he wiped any mention of the Ravens off of his social media a month, like around this time of year uh, before the draft. And then he was traded away. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I think, requested a trade as well. They were able to get it done there. Why does Lamar have to go public with this one? Is it just because of the amount of money? And like he, he mentions right here, the Ravens organization are not interested in meeting my value. So what does that mean? Why why go public with that when other trades could get done? Well, you bring up a good point, value. I went back and forth with this with a local personality, right? Um, you might know his name, Drew Forrester. Sure. He's a, yeah, so because I, I called that out because I was like, look, the Ravens employ a player also who doesn't have an agent, but they got a deal done. And in he was days. brought in. What? In two it, days. They got it done in two days. It's been two, two days, years. He was traded for midseason and got a deal done the same year. It wasn't like Lamar was drafted in 18 and still doesn't have a deal. What he pointed out, and I can probably go back and find the tweets uh, for the sake of the conversation – but the point was being that the Ravens and Roquan Smith agreed on their vet, his value, like value. You called it right out there. Lamar in his, in his statements today said, apparently the Ravens don't, we don't agree on my value. And I think that's the whole issue. Lamar thinks he's worth this all guaranteed money, but here's the problem. The other teams that offered contracts after the fact didn't offer full guarantee. Kyler Murray, you know, th- there's been et cetera. There's other deals that since then happened, but that that's the whole stink of it is when when me and Drew were going back and forth, and Drew pointed out they said that's the difference is Lamar and the Ravens agreed on Roquan Smith's value, so that's the monetary uh, equivalent of that. So that that's what they agreed. And Lamar and the Ravens have been far apart for, for how long? So, you know, and I can appreciate that kind of conversation because in my eyes, it's like, wow, you're right. Now it comes down to value. What's the Ravens value? And I've been talking to that for how long too, where 
when when folks are asking me what the rate like what's your take on Lamar now that the teams weren't off like he's gone out non-exclusive and teams weren't offering him a deal and I was like the honestly I just think he remains a Raven because no other team values him the Ravens are just going to have to keep him like it's a kind of like you're just going to have to return home and and take a lesser deal whatever but you know it's just interesting to me how apparently like but in terms of value I've always said this what what's the rate and I'm talking regular season right we understand the playoffs are a different issue with this team but what's the Ravens record with him and without him you know obviously they win more with him under center and starting than they win without him because look what happens but that's I think that's my personal value I don't know what monetary that is I don't want to put a value on that but me personally Brandon that's the value you know his winning percentage when he plays and we know the Ravens winning percentage when he doesn't play whether he's hurt, sitting out, doesn't matter. When he is not under center for the Ravens, they lose more times than they win. When he plays, the Ravens win more time than they lose. Sure. Yes, doesn't translate into postseason success. That's another issue, but that's the thing. So that's why I said the Ravens probably put a place on that saying, okay, here's your single set. Here's your value to the team. Lamar's like, no, I want that. And that's the thing. They're not agreeing on value, which is fine. If Lamar thinks he wants all this money, go get it. But apparently that's what the Ravens called it when we talked about it last they called his bluff with the non-exclusive. Said, "Go get it, bro. Go get it." And it's just a ne- it's just a me- it's it's never-ending saga. And it's just another. It, it, this is crazy. Like it's just, I don't know. It, it's just the timing, you know. If, if apparently if he requested a trade on March second, why was it held behind closed doors for so long? Like why why hold on to that information until now? Like what's so significant about today? and Harbaugh's press conference at the same time. Like, I'm trying to put – look, my head hurts trying to think about it, but I'm asking, like, what? Why, what's the significance of now? If apparently he requested a trade March 2nd, why wasn't that news broke March 2nd? Well, the, the, like, that was because he doesn't have an agent to break it. That's why. Lamar's not talking to the media. The Ravens aren't going to say, hey, he requested a trade. That's why this is the first we're hearing about it straight from Lamar. So – Without an agent leaking stuff to the press, that's why we're not hearing about it now. But why why Lamar brings it up now, I don't know. I, I feel like the only reason he does it is to get back at Harbaugh because he knew Harbaugh was going to be in front of a microphone. It's the only thing I can think of. I mean, it's, it is dirty what he did. I really think that. And I think, you know, Lamar might also be kind of ticked off because he had this big release, uh, you know, is this tease for this interview. Uh, what last week and everyone kind of made fun of it and then he had this other big release the next because what was it last week it was his business partner was calling on his behalf to nfl teams and the nfl said not to talk to him and then he comes out with this gym in a box and he got eaten alive on good morning good morning football for that because it was kind of they were making fun of him for it so I think Lamar is making all of these decisions and doing all these things and no one's taking him seriously. And I think he's, he's hurt by that. You know, I think like everything he thought was going to be like a, a big deal is turning out not to be. And I think he's using this as well to have his new fan website where you got to pay to talk to him. He's, he's now using this to promote that he's, he's an entrepreneur. I'll give him that. You know, when when his news when his name is in the news, he takes advantage of it. But I, I mean, there's no such thing as bad press. But this seems bad all around. It, everything seems bad. And let me tell you, when when this news broke this morning, I was in the doctor's office and I was sitting in the weight room or the weight room. I was sitting in the waiting room, 
And it was hysterical because everybody's phone starts going off. Everyone jumps on Twitter. You hear some of the press conference from John Harbaugh. And here's what everybody was saying in the, the waiting room for the doctor's office. See you later, buddy. Good riddance. Have fun somewhere else. Everybody's done, man. Everybody's sick of this. Everybody's done with the contract talks. Everyone feels like Lamar helps on the field, but he's detrimental when it comes to the locker room because the team isn't allowed to grow unless Lamar is taken care of first. You know, it's it's a it's a me first mentality, and I think that is hurting him right now. You know, it this is bad. This is really bad. This is not this is not how you want a a team sport to be, but where do the Ravens go from here? Like, you know, Lamar's not coming back. They put up the franchise tag on him. They said, you want to trade, go find your own trade, go talk to make a deal, do whatever you want with other teams, go get it yourself. And he hasn't been able to do that. There's zero chance he plays on that franchise tag. And if he does, we will all be shocked. And if he does, let's, all right, let's just say in, in, in some bizarro world, a deal is done. He signs a new deal. He stays with the Ravens or he decides I'm not going to take a year off on this contract or this franchise tag. I'm going to play. He's going to get booed out of the building when he walks out on that field. In Baltimore. Now, when he starts getting a couple touchdowns, things might change and you'll hear some cheers, but he's going to get booed unbelievably once he if he steps out on the field again as a Raven, but I don't see that happening. I don't, I don't see him playing under the franchise tag. I don't either, man. I don't see him playing now seeing it unfold. I don't just don't see it happening now. So obviously, you know, I got to change my tune because it's just certain things that are transpiring. And, you know, again, it's all speculation. Like really, I don't know when I'm put on the spot. I really don't know. Like it's, it's a unique situation that we're navigating and it's really, I don't know. It's like they're letting him find, you know, his way to go get other offers, they're not offering anything. So it's like, by default, my mind wants to say, of course, he's going to be a Raven or not play football. So it's one of the two. And now it's just like, it, it's just becoming more and more and more fractured where you're right. Now when that, now that's all been addressed, who is that suitor? Who is that? What teams do come out and become a viable trade partner for this player? J-E-T-S. <laughs> well here's the thing i wish everyone could see the high. side I thought... eye i wish the side eye from josh was freaking hysterical did you screenshot that because i was kind of like because someone else commented on the phone look you know that's fine if you guys want your opinion on the jets but i was kind of like <laughs> but they're in bed with aaron Rodgers, so how does that make sense well that deal ain't done you know well, look no, i know th- there's no ring on that finger Hey, look, look, I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Lamar at this point. Uh, yeah, well, you get a year out of him, sure. Sure, why not? Um, hey, we're going nuts, man. Let's sign Joe Flacco back. Let's bring him back. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. Joe Flacco. I, I, I got his jersey. You know, I don't have to buy a new one now. That's that's another thing. Who, whose jersey do I get now? If Lamar leaves, which it looks like he's going to, who's, whose jersey should I buy next? Hey, hey, I have a Kyle Bowler jersey. You want that one? Oh, there we go. Here you go. I'll give you Kyle. You want Kyle Bowler back? 
for for Lamar. Who wants Kyle, yeah. who show of hands? Who wants Kyle Bowler back for for Lamar? Give me Kyle Bowler, dudes. Yeah, he's he's Look, what selling real estate in Arizona now. Yeah. Is that what he's doing? I I think I'm not sure. Oh, he's that's why Harbaugh's out in Arizona. He's buying a house from Kyle. No, he sees meeting him. He wants to be the new Q- QB. He wants to bring him back. Hey, see, see, <laughs> see, it's all working out. See? It's all well, a part of the plan. But wait, all right. So, what teams? Um, Jets inside a net fantasy. Um, I mean, who knows, right? You're right. The deals are not done. But look, the Jets are putting pieces in place. They got Lazard. They jettisons Elijah Moore. You know, they they, they they're making some moves. Um, I fully expect, you know. Aaron Rodgers to trade one green for another, but um, look, the teams that come to mind out there, what Houston, the Colts, the Panthers, but Panthers traded for the number one pick. So away from the bears. So Panthers are already sitting. I've always joked and said half jokingly, half serious was like, why don't the Ravens trade Lamar to the Panthers and get that first pick. And then Ravens can draft their future quarterback, you know, but we, we, as we know, with the personnel moves that the Panthers have made, they're not making moves built for that. They've added DJ Shark and Adam Thielen and Miles Sanders and whatnot. So, um, you can go off that point. But the only two teams that come to mind are the Colts and the Houston Texans in the same division because think about the landscape of the NFL with the, with the teams right now. Obviously, the Jets. Then you can even make case for the Green Bay. Like, okay, they're going to start Jordan Love. But then they also drafted him where they did the Jordan Alvarez start. So why are they going to put that on the back burner to maybe what trade for for a, a Lamar Jackson in that right? Plus we don't know what the draft picks of the Packers look like at this point as well. I have to break all that down. But again, the, the Packers, Texans, and maybe the Colts, obviously with a quarterback situation, those are the only three teams that come to mind because you look at the West in both uh, conferences. The West is set. You know now with their uh, the Raiders getting Jimmy Garoppolo. Brock Purdy's already – they've already came out and said Brock Purdy's going to be the QB there in San Francisco. Geno Smith just got locked up in Seattle. We knew Kyler Murray's a Cardinal. Um, Herbert's going to get paid out in L.A. You can make a case for the other team, the Rams. You know, there was talks that they might um, jettison Matt Stafford being older and coming off of surgery. Does he go out to L.A.? You know, is L.A. a partner for the Rams you – know, being the Rams part of the L.A. equation? You know. Look, I mean, what, what teams do you think? I mean, am I am I missing anything? But it's like I think the market and the teams right now, and with the quarterbacks situation, the draft, this is a very difficult situation to navigate with finding trade partners for this type of player. No, I agree with everything you're saying. It, it was there's not really a demand right now for quarterbacks. Everyone seems to have settled for what they have, and Lamar, he has proven it. He has a price in mind that he wants to pay and no one's willing to do that. And like you said, no one wants to do the work for the Ravens of having this big deal. I mean, be, have this big deal done. And then the Ravens just go, we'll match it. And then he stays with the Ravens. No one wants to do that. This is, this is a rough part of, uh, of football. This is the business side of football. It's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that you're looking at probably, like you said, Houston, Indy, and potentially New York if this uh, Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't work out. Um, there's still a lot of numbers to be played there. And with next month coming up, we have the draft. We've seen the Ravens trade away players in the draft. And this draft is going to be very unique. The Ravens have zero comp picks. And they have no second rounder. 
they have what the total of five draft picks, and we know how much Eric DaCosta likes his draft picks. So they could be potentially, you know, working on a trade, and that trade could happen draft night. You know, it's a very big possibility if they don't work out with Lamar. Harbaugh said he fully expects Lamar to be his quarterback week one of this next season. But what's he going to say? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be here. Like, you really expect him to say that in this press conference? <laughs> no, but it's the tr- just it's the truth. I get it, right? Yeah, you're right. You're not going to say the obvious thing. Like, yeah, but but also going back to last year, how cryptic was he? I'm just coaching the guys that are here. Right now, now it's like different to now. It's well, Lamar's a quarterback. We're planning for him. You weren't saying that months ago during the season, were you? You're just coaching the guys that are here, so it's a different tune. So, look, I know it's coach speak, but I see through the BS and the smoke screen. Just tell us what's up because we're not stupid. But apparently he thinks the fan base are just fans at the end of the bar, so we we don't know anything. But I digress. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I've already seen mock-ups of Zach Wilson in a Ravens jersey, so. (laughs) No, that's horrible. (laughs) I'd rather have a Lamar still at this point. No, not Zach Wilson. A guinea Kyle Bowler at this point. Zach Wilson, Nelson Aguilar is going to save the Ravens. Oh boy! I was, I was not. What is happening? This is like a hangover. What is going on? Remember (laughs) Stu in the back of the cop car? It's exactly. This is like my head hurts. This is insane. Like who ever thought we? I mean, we went from covering a Super Bowl to the Lamar Jackson reality mess. Like this is insane, dude. The call, the call we covered, Eric. This is insane. Like I've never, this and, is, and it sucks. That it's happening to our franchise. Like, yeah, I don't think I've even seen this at any point in the NFL. Like, I can't even remember a point that this got so crazy with the team and in a contract negotiation. A player, like players, hold out all the time or request trades, and they get granted. Remember, Devonta Adams had it happen last year. Oh, trade me. They did it to the um, Chiefs did a Tyreek Hill. Trade me. They traded, but. I'm just talking about the history and the polarizing player he is and all that and all the scrutiny negativity. It it's a, it's a lot, man. This is baggage and then some, and it's drama. And it seems like any, with any news breaks with him and the Ravens involved, I'm kind of like, you, you know, that meme with uh, Ben Affleck standing outside smoking a cigarette and like got yeah. that like look on his face. This is exactly the meme. When anytime I see the word come across with Lamar or the Ravens involved, I'm kind of like, oh, like what now? Like, wait, what? Like I was literally like going to my next meeting and it was like, it came across. I was like, great. Now I'm not going to get any work done. Like, ugh, like breaking news, Lamar question, request a trade. I'm like, tell me something I didn't know. We probably already knew he was doing that, but then now it's official and, and now we can talk about it officially. It's wow. It's a roller coaster ride, and I can't wait to see how this ends officially. I think we're all over at this point. Like your science says above you. What the puck? <laughs> let's let's uh, intertwine these podcasts here with you. Um yeah, I yeah, bet you've got... been saying a lot for the Cavs podcast because they're not doing too well this year. Yeah, we've also got Yevgeny Kuznetsov reports of him requesting a trade as well. Yep. So lots of trade talk with my two teams, but <sighs> Hey, at least the Orioles are coming back uh, this week. We get to have some baseball uh, on our TVs again. Yippee. <laughs> and I say that non-sarcastically. Let's bring on something good because the Orioles had a good year last year considering what they were going through. So let's hopefully they build upon that. 
We'll yes. see what happens with that. I think the Orioles could definitely go for a run the next couple of years. So uh, just be on the lookout. We got some really good, uh, really good talent in the pipeline. So but speaking as... of talent, Nuggets, this is a fact, even if we want to choose to ignore it or not. But apparently, CBS Sport, NFL, and CBS Sports put out in the last hour. If traded at 26 years old, Lamar would be the youngest player ever to change teams after previously winning an MVP of the league. And then not a quick, just think about it. He's 26 years old. Yeah. And what a fall from grace, man. Like, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to go on record and saying this until, until I have no breath. With the Raven, I don't know what the Raven situation was back at the end of the 19th season financially, but that's where I think the deal should have been offered and gotten done. They had lightning in a bottle. They knew they had a league MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get this deal done because look at the previous contracts before him. Josh Allen didn't wait to year five. He didn't hold out like this and gamble. I think Lamar I think Lamar tried to follow Joe Flacco's footsteps. Well, I'm going to bet on myself and go win it all. Nah, that's only happened once before. Joey Flacco, stop it. Um, and, and that's what I thought happened. I think they should just offer him the contract after 19 and said, here you go. Here's the bag. But, I, again, I don't know how that went down. I don't know if Lamar waited. I don't know if the Ravens were in a position to do that. But if if I could go back and make that decision for the franchise, I would have done it there. I would have done it right after 19, and then who knows what, what would have happened since then. But if he wanted to get paid and the Ravens wanted to keep his services and without all this drama, that's where the contract should have been done. Yeah, I agree After you, you knew who you had prior to all 2020 and the mess and getting hurt. You know, after the fact, once you're paid, anything can happen. You can get hurt. You can have a career-ending injury. You don't know. But at that time, we didn't know better. Ravens were 14-2, and and he was on blazing hot. He he was just on a hot streak, and Ravens were on a hot streak, and yet ended in a postseason debacle. But he won a unanimous MVP, and that can't be taken from him. No matter what happens now, that's hardware he earned at that point. And that's – but the problem is, is, again, you can't live off of that. You can't live off of something that happened four years ago and say, okay, he's a former league MVP. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is a former Super Bowl winner. You know, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers won his last legs too. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to be a first battle Hall of Famer. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, you can go could have, would have, should all day long. But Aaron Rodgers also, what, two or three time defending NFL MVP as of like two seasons ago. So, mm-hmm. um, he, also, he also has the same amount of Super Bowls as Joe Flacco. Just pointing that out. Yep. Exactly. But Lamar also has the same amount as Dan Marino and Jim Kelly. So put it in perspective, zero. Yep. So you toot all you want about playoffs. They don't matter until you win it all. You can argue that to you blue in the face, but facts are facts. Um, but this Lamar Jackson saga is action-packed, and we'll see where we go from here. It's a bummer, man. It really is a bummer <clears throat> that we have to talk about this because – Lamar is it is just a fantastic talent. You love to see it. He could rally the troops. You know, he was a guy that inspired the team, and we were missing that when Ray Lewis retired. We didn't really have someone that could really rally the troops the way Ray Lewis did, and it seemed like we had a new guy in Lamar that was willing to do that. But this has gotten tricky. This has gotten kind of dirty. This has been this has been really rough. Um, I don't know. This is. This is not where I want the, the Ravens franchise to be right now. We don't. Yeah. We don't. Not at all. Um, just thinking about it, too, a couple of other teams come to mind. Forgot. Um, the the birds of the South, the Falcons, are, could be a team to play. And someone said, of course, watch out for the Titans. Who knows with that quarterback situation, Ryan Tannehill, that could be something. Hey, we can get Ryan Tannehill. 
who knows, man? I, I just I just don't know. I don't know what can happen, but you know how it is, man. When breaking news breaks with the Ravens, schedule permitting, boy, here to break it with you and all on the call. And I can't wait to see what happens next. All right, Josh. So until the next Lamar tweet, have we covered everything for this episode of the call? Quote the Raven, never mind. All right, everybody. Well, if you'd like to continue the conversation with Josh or I, you can tweet to either one of us and you can tweet to Lamar on his favorite own special only fans page. Uh, but you can tweet to me at Brando Cash. Josh, where can people tweet to you at? Italian GQ 52. All right, everybody. Uh, go over and check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the call podcast. Like us over there. Whenever a new show comes out, you'll be the first to know. Plus, we do have to put this out there besides this whole Lamar drama. Congratulations to former Ravens cheerleader Stacy Keebler a graduate of Catholic high high school right here in Baltimore. She will be inducted into the WWE hall of fame this weekend, WrestleMania weekend. So congratulations to Stacey Keebler, a former Baltimore Ravens cheerleader in the WWE hall of fame. Now we do this show for free. You listen, stream and download for free on Apple podcast, Stitcher, tune in player.fm overcast. Word. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. All we ask in return is for you to please spread the word about the show. Write us an Apple Podcast review. Rate us over on Spotify. And let people know on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Pinterest and Instagram and Reddit and Snapchat and Twitch and TikTok and Hive and Vero. Anywhere you're social on the web or with your phone, say, I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. I listen to the call and you should too. Also, don't forget, check us out over on Discord. We have our own Discord, discord.gg slash the call podcast. Like us over there. Maybe Lamar should open up his own Discord. He doesn't need to go to the OnlyFans fan site. Just open up a Discord. You know, talk to your fans that way. Charge them. That's what you got to do. So that is it for the show this week. Josh, take us out the way you always do. Absolutely, Brandon. Well, yeah, action-packed show as always with Lamar Jackson. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Lamar Jackson reality show here hosted by The Call. Can't wait to see what happens next. But um, getting away from the Lamar news, uh, let's talk about Ravens news coming up here. We do have the NFL draft later next month. Um, April is upon us. April 1st is this coming weekend. Uh, can't wait to see what that's about. But I do have – um, also breaking news reports. So not only we're going to break down the draft coming up, I'm sure any more stupid Lamar Jackson news is going to come through the pipelines between that. Um, say jokingly, but we'll cover it. But yours truly is going to be going out to the Chantilly CSA show. And I'll be meeting up with former Raven Hall of Famer, Ed Reed. I'm going to be doing an Ed Reed signing this weekend to sign nice. his uh, bobblehead from the Hall of Fame. Uh, I collect some things there and um, I had the Ray Lewis one on that collection and didn't get a chance to get every signature on that one, but I, he's coming back to the show and a lot of former and current Ravens are going to be there. Apparently Ray Lewis is going to be joining him along with Jonathan Ogden, Joe Flacco and Kyle Hamilton and Jamal Lewis. So those are the Ravens featured at this CSA show. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to get down there. Um, and not only that, but um we know that Ray Lewis, along with Ed Reed, are former Miami Hurricanes, and shout out to the Hurricanes making the Final Four for the first time in their franchise history. So that's awesome. So that's going to be played later that night. So I can't wait to chat to Ed Reed about that for a quick second. And uh, while I have the airtime, shout out to the Lady Terps. They made the Elite Eight, 
and they were playing. We were recording this on a Monday afternoon, obviously when the Lamar news broke, but the Lady Terps are playing the Elite Eight this evening against the South Carolina Gamecocks, who are um, undefeated this year. Number one seed Terps are number two in their tournament. So uh, we want to root Maryland hard and support the ladies there and what they're doing, and uh, can't wait to see how that plays out. But, uh, again, with that being said, Brandon, as always, with the event-filled Ravens news, the flock has been through the ringer and then some. The chatter has been nonstop. Fan reactions at an all-time high. This is ridiculous. Can't wait to see what happens next. But until then, Ravens flock, call faithful. Are you with me? It's going to take a lot for you to get there, but how about it? Let's breathe in and breathe out. It's going to be okay no matter what happens. Stay with us because we're going to fly high, baby. This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by Brad Lepore and Daniel Kelly from the DBK Studio. For more information, go to brandocash.com.